Dr. Arson, okay. 11,000 people, academics, signed this letter. Academics are known for probably office politics, hanging around the, uh, the faculty lounge, having parties. I was thinking of uh, those Albie plays, hanging around the, uh, the house on Saturday night and arguing. Why? How important is it that academics are coming into the public square now on this whole issue? Well, uh, it's hugely important, and uh, it's not because they haven't been visible in the past, but yes, they're more conspicuous because uh, the problem the problem associated with climate change uh, in the bioscience article and in many, many other uh, uh, articles from scientists over many years is urgent. I mean, it's just urgent now, and it's always been urgent for academics, but it's it's just reached the threshold level, I think, where academics are finding more time in their busy schedules to do things like activism uh, at, a, at a pace that they, that, that, that they haven't done so much in the past. So that's, that's why it's happening. It's, yeah, that's how significant it is, right? It's that significant, <laughs> you know, that academics who, uh, you know, are, are you know, busy with stuff that uh, involves uh, researching and teaching, and we love this stuff. Uh, but bringing it, bringing it to a uh, um, to an arena where the general public uh, can see it more visibly, and uh, giving us an opportunity to to show that you know this is an emotional issue for us, and we, yeah, I'm really, I'm really encouraged that uh, that academics are showing their emotion about this. That's what's needed. What was it that brought you out into the town square? Well, you know, I, I haven't done nearly as much as my colleagues in terms of uh, going out into the town square and, you know, protesting at marches and stuff like that. Very little, actually. Uh, I, I tend, you know, I'm, I'm, I tend to be not a doomsayer type of person. Um, I, you know, not, that's not to criticize people who who are more activists? Uh, I just got finished saying that it's important that other people have been active. So I haven't I haven't really been on the front lines like my colleagues as much as I should be. You know, I kind of feel guilty about it, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, if, when you ask, you know, why did I come out? Well, I haven't really come out enough. Um, and you just reminded me uh, of of, uh, of my inadequacy in that, to be honest with you. It's really making a lot of news now. Um, I see you have a Scandinavian name. I'm sure, uh, double A at the start. Well, it might be, but it's uh, it's uh, my grandfather came from the Netherlands, actually. Oh, okay. So that's see, I, I, I told you I'd make a fool of myself. Okay, but but speaking of this of Scandinavia, speaking of uh, yeah. Northern Europe, <laughs> how much of a role do you think? I'm, I mean, you're you're associate. You know, you look at these things socially as well. Tell it. I'm an old activist. I love what this little girl from Stockholm, who started out sitting all by herself on the steps of the uh, Swedish Parliament, has accomplished already. How much does the fact that she's getting people out into the streets? How important is that, and how much a role did that play in your in your coming out and in, and in, in, in your colleagues coming out? Do you think? Can you speculate? Hmm. I think I think it. It uh, it was it was 
it's really noticeable in every segment of society to see this. I mean, there were already uh, students uh, and, and youth uh, putting together petitions and uh, potential lawsuits uh, for, you know, ruining their environment or stuff like that. But Greta Thunberg became, uh, because of her talents and her opportunities, uh, that together made her uh, just just so effective in uh, in hitting the emotional uh, emotional uh, emotional uh, triggers that uh, everyone is susceptible to, and academics are no different than anyone else when it comes to that. I got you know I've got a couple of grandchildren, and uh, I'm you know I'm thinking about about their future and I'm pretty pessimistic to be honest with you. Uh, there's a lot of signals that say we, you know, unless we step up to the plate really fast and really hard, uh there's going to be some significant pain in the very near future. Certainly within uh my children and grandchildren's lifetime, probably within some of my lifetime possibly. Um yeah, it's it's going to be bad. And so Greta uh Greta just was one of those uh one of those things that that spoke to so many people because she's, you know, you know, she's a child, really. She's still a child, and yet she's so persuasive. Uh, when a child speaks the way she's able to speak, uh, people people are going to listen because it's it's persuasive. You don't expect to hear that kind of thing from from youth so articulately, and and so you know. Everyone's paying attention to it, and it's affected everyone, including academics. And she's fearless. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you, you yeah, said, yeah, you said, you said that you you weren't optimistic. Why? That's I mean I I'm not, that, that, that's 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 called an open ended question in in radio. So narrow well, it down. But the most important yeah. reason why you're not optimistic is what. Well, as I said, I'm, I'm not a doomsayer, and so I, it uh, it's kind of uh, goes against my grain uh, to uh, say something like this publicly. But uh, but I, I'm not optimistic that we're going to uh, be uh, able to avoid uh, uh, a lot of a lot of the pain associated with with collapsing civilization. I mean, it's not just it's not just climate change. It's just about everything about the civilization that we've built, you know, in this march of progress uh, since at least the last 10,000 years uh, that's gotten us into trouble. Too many people, too much stuff. we got too many people using too much stuff. And, you know, the, the most, the most uh, uh, urgent now uh, signal of that is the effect of that on climate change. And so, you know, it's just a huge, big thing about a collapsing civilization that, that lots of academics have been writing about. And, you know, I, I've studied it, and I teach about it, and it bothers me. Uh, but we're talking, about, we're talking about homo sapiens here. That's what we are. You know, I'm an evolutionary biologist, and my view is that, you know, we came from a long lineage our species came from a long lineage, most of which was not human, and that's not that's not a popular topic to, uh, for for the general public. It's basically Darwinism. That's what I do. Every biologist um, uh, does research and teaching that's grounded in Darwinism, and uh, Darwinism is something that the general public uh, just has a really hard time appreciating how scary is that doctor that, that, that that's terrifying actually what you it just said that statement you just made 
Yeah, it's horrifying to me, too, because, you know, I mean, I'm uh, no different than anyone else. You know, I, uh, I don't like to think that uh, I, don't like, I don't like the idea particularly that, you know, I've, I've inherited, uh, a, you know, a sense of self and uh, motivations and de- needs and desires and drives that have been informed by uh, gene transmission success from ancestors. So, you know, we've got to look at that. So we've got to look at that in order to understand what we're working with, what we have to work with here in terms of responding to this hideous catastrophe that's, that's looming now. What have we got to work with? Uh, we're, you know, we're an animal that's uh, got a lot of uh, limitations in terms of our ability to respond effectively to an emergency like this. And that's kind of why I think that I don't think we're equipped. I don't think our species, perfectly honest with you, um, is not equipped, adequately equipped, to do things needed to uh, to make a big difference at this point. Well, do we have? Okay, so that we but, can do some of it. We can like all you know. Everybody's talking about. Yeah, we can do this. We get. We can do the best we can. We can cut back. Try cutting back on emissions. Bring some technology into the picture and do everything we can to pull back. And we can if we if we can. I'm not. This is going to be huge. How are we going to pull the world together to do this? You know, I don't. I don't see anyone talking about how that's feasible. You know, and you know, people who do talk about it say that it's it's unlikely. So it's a leap of faith to believe that we ha- we have it in us to pull this off. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And and that's a comforting thing. You know, faith is an important thing for humanity. Uh, we've got to. We've got to. We've got to um, focus on optimism wherever we can, and that's what we should do. Uh, you know, but you know, when you, if you're asking me, what do I really think? Um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just being honest. And as I said uh, before, I'm not entirely sure that uh, in the preface to this, I'm not entirely sure that's <laughs> that's what the public should hear from me. Um, but that's your decision uh, to publish it, of course. Okay, you just touched on this, and this is my final point here, and then I'm going to quote from the, from the, the letter. The climate crisis is closely linked, this is basically what you just said in, in real words, uh, to excessive consumption of the wealthy lifestyle. We must change how we live. Excessive extraction of materials and over-exploitation of ecosystems driven by economic growth must be quickly curtailed. We must protect and restore Earth's ecosystems. Now, that's exactly what the kids are saying. The kids are taking to the streets right now, right? So, I mean, there is a, a fusion here, no? Yep, that's right. And, I mean, the, the realist or pragmatist in me uh, and Darwinist in me responds to that by saying, holy cow, uh, you, you've got the economy, you've got jobs, uh, you've got people's uh, a sense of... Uh, sense of comfort in their cultural worldviews, all the things that are important to people uh, being threatened by this. Um, and, you know, and when it comes right down to it, you know, when, when you ask, I'm, I'm susceptible to this myself, you know, uh, people are, if people, if people want to focus on what do we have to do, the hard things we have to do, cut back on consumerism and fix a whole bunch of stuff that is part of the cultures that we love, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's, it's asking us to give them up. And it's, it's asking to say, oh, well, yeah, your job is important. My job's important. I really like to have a job. And, you know, I gotta have, the markets have to be working right in order for me to have a job and to, you know, to pay my mortgage and, and save up money for my kids and all that stuff. That's usually important to people. Uh, you know, so that the competition between that and doing 
the prescription that you just read from the article is astronomical in in its uh, in its difficulty, in my view. Okay, have we ever faced anything like this before as a species? Well, that's interesting. I don't. Um, hmm. Uh, well, there have been some pretty dark times uh, in in our own you know mm-hmm. our own history. You know, the Great Plague mm-hmm. from the Middle Ages. Uh, I'm sure that people thought that it was you know it was the absolute end of uh, humanity when people were dropping like flies. There were you know hideous things, all kinds of other things as well. But you know, so I don't I don't know I don't know how you compare it with that. I don't think you can, but it's it's pretty serious, and we have you know we we know what to do. We have the technology to fix this immediately. It's there. It's not like we don't. Wait a minute. The technology to fix it, really? Yeah. But do we have the will to fix it, or do we have the the psychology to fix it, or the? Well, we don't have the psychology to fix it. That's the important point. Okay. We have the technology to minimize. Uh, There's a certain momentum that's uh, we've kind of gone past the tipping point in climate change. Climate scientists talk about the tipping point, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that's happened that meant has meant that uh, climate will continue to warm, even if we stop burning all fossil fuels tomorrow, even if we leave it all in the ground, which is kind of what we have to do in order to minimize the kind of pain that we want to avoid. We've got to leave it in the ground right now. No more pumping of fossil fuels. That's, that's, what, that's, that's the truth. It's truth. That's that's what truth. And economic, the, econo- the economy would collapse if, that's, if we tried anything close, uh, you know, even approaching that. So, you know... Okay. All right. No, I think we... Huh. Yeah. You're right. We don't have the psychology to fix it. We know what to do, and, and we, know if, if, you know, we know what to do to fix and minimize the pain so that we have a reasonably decent future to look forward to. But we don't have the psychology. To, I don't think Homo sapiens has the psychology that it's equipped to do it unless people try to understand our evolved psychology better than we generally understand. Okay, last thing that I want to say then is that we've got to, I mean, you and I have to almost step out of the way and let these kids do it then. Because that's the only shot. That, I mean, they're not, they're not talking about this. this is, they feel this right to their bones. And they should. I mean, this is, this is perfectly, uh, perfectly sensible for them to do this. Mm-hmm. They're about their future. They've got rights. They've got rights to uh, not be poisoned and not be... Uh, yep. damaged in the way that uh, that the predictions are saying, uh, and so they should be, you know. But, but they don't, you know. They're they they're not immersed yet in the uh, the uh, mm-hmm. the machine of economy. Yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. don't. You know, they're not worried about the kinds of things that their parents are worried about, and the kinds of things that motivate their decisions yet. You know, they, they, they're free to say, hey, you know, I want a life. I want to start my life. And, you know, you're not allowing me to have that life. That's the correct thing for them to do. And that's why the Greta Thunbergs are having such an impact, because what they're saying is absolutely true.